bitter at a young age. What do I mean by that? What age do you become bitter? How do you even know you're bitter? What is bitter? Let's just say disappointed at a young age. I was disappointed at a young age. Because you can't necessarily be bitter at five. You can be disappointed, you can be let down. But when you start to harbor all of that emotion, you leave it all built up and let it start affecting you, that's when you become bitter. So I'm gonna start by letting y'all know where I went wrong. I went wrong. This is my reality. My reality. Not nobody else's. This is my eye-opening story. This is where I get to tell all the people that feel like they're the middle child, they're the black sheep, they're overlooked, they're not even considered. This is where I tell y'all we are wrong. This is where I tell y'all that society has put us in this category that we grew to accept. And we need to let that go. We need to change that. How are you going to break generational curses if you can't even break society curses? Being the black sheep of a family, to me, that's a society curse. Do you even believe in that? Do you believe that we can have society curses? Why not? We got the generational curses. We got stuff that's happening over and over, being a repeat with the police brutality, the racism. Like we gotta look at it. Are we really ready for the real reality? Cause me, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. I'll be so ready. Cause now, now that I'm at this point in my life, I understand so much of my disappointment and my hurt became from, it became from me. It became from me, the inner me and what I was thinking what I was doing. Yeah, your environment affects somewhat of that, but you are your own person. And for a long time, my older sister used to tell me that. She used to say, you can get out of your environment, get into a book, it'll take you anywhere. I remember my older sister telling me that and she always kept her head in a book. Me, I think I got a little bit of ADHD. I couldn't read. I listen to an audio book. You can read a book to me all day. Oh my gosh, I'm listening. I'm in there. But me sit down and me read. Oh, no. But everybody's not the same. You got to think about that. As to where she was to take our situation and she got out of it through a book. Me, I didn't know how to get out of it. 
So I just did things to just get me along. I just did it. <laughs> I just went off an impulse, so to speak. That's what you might as well say. I always acted off an impulse because I never knew what to do. I never knew how to react. Because when I was younger, I was so used to getting everything I want or just throwing a fit. When I stay with my grandma, I can, oh, let me back up and stop because I can only throw a fit to a certain extent. <laughs> okay, she didn't play. But I was able to throw a fit and I knew my grandma would be there at my beck and call just like that. But once I moved with my mom and my brothers and sisters, I didn't have that. I didn't I couldn't snap my fingers and have my mama jump to my beck and call. I couldn't snap my finger and have my daddy jump to my beck and call. I couldn't. So that that kind of changed a lot for me as to how I thought, how I reacted to things because when I was little, I was catered to. I was catered to. I went from being catered to to now you better do it yourself or you can hope you can do it yourself, <laughs> so to speak. My mom had five kids, you guys. It's not easy. Then my two cousins would come stay from time to time. Then I had bigger cousins that was staying. Like they would, it was like our house was the house that everybody could go to, like the shelter. Our house was like the shelter. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. It was like the shelter. Any and everybody could come there. If you needed a place to stay, you needed food in your belly. Our house was the place to come. And I wasn't used to all of that traffic. I was used to just being having me and my cousin in, in New Jersey. You know, we getting whatever we want. We doing whatever we want. We jumping all over our cousins if need be. Yeah, we was just, yeah. But now here I'm in, I am with four other siblings that I have to share my parents with. Why did I have that selfish mind state? I don't know. And that's something I still ask myself still, still till this day. Why were you so selfish? Why? Because it's not like I didn't know that they were my brothers and sisters that we had the same parents. It's not like I didn't know that. It's just that I didn't want to accept sharing. I guess I was okay with, with the fact that they were my parents when I didn't have to share. See me talking on the phone to my parents, that's our time. That's the time that they put aside, especially for me. So once that changed and I realized, hey, I can't just talk to them. I can't just pull them to the side for this moment and talk to them because they have to tend to this person over here and they have to do that over here. They have other things to do. I didn't want to accept it. So it made me turn against my family 
I didn't like them because they didn't accept me the way my grandma accepted me. But at the same time, I didn't accept them the way my grandma, I, I did for my grandma either. Because the first time when my grandma dropped me off and she, um, they were actually getting ready to leave, I was just standing there snaring up my face at everybody like, ugh. So of course I wouldn't want to be my friend or even be around me either. But not knowing in that time what I was doing was wrong. That's where I felt like my mama or my grandma or my dad should pull me to the side and say, hey, we gotta talk. Yeah, you fall. But we got to talk because obviously you smarter than what we thinking. Because look at your little attitude you pressing. If you can give attitude, then you can comprehend. You can tell me what, you can tell me how you really feel. You can tell me what's up. That's how I look at it anyway. Because I'm very open with my kids. I make sure we keep that open connection. My kids talk, talk and you would think, I wouldn't say friends. But you would think we were brothers and sisters. Because they do have that level of respect. They know that boundary. Like, okay, at the end of the day, this is still my mom. So I don't know if I should tell her this. They don't get disrespectful. I mean, I have my my flaws here and there with my sons. Every Everybody's not perfect. But I'm saying as if the conversation level, I try to explain every situation to them as I felt my mom or my grandma or my dad should have explained to me. Instead of telling me, you're a kid, you just do what I say. No, that's not how life works. Because now that when I'm an adult, I'm not your kid anymore. So how am I gonna be able to make that choice? How am I gonna be able to say, hey, I know this is wrong, I need to go buy this way, buy it this way or do that this way. Oh, well, I remember when my mom gave me a choice for this and this, but this happened. So I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to go ahead and do this instead. You see here where I'm getting with it? Like it could have changed and did so much. But when you're a parent, you don't, you don't believe that you're doing wrong. You don't believe, you feel like everything you're doing is right and what you're doing is, is going to be the most perfect plan for that child in their life not knowing it may not be may not you may not know that you might be hurting that kid worse than what they worse than what they were you never know but if you sit back and you talk to kids and you actually let them tell you how they feel about a situation they are really smarter than what you think because my boys, the conversations we had, I'm gonna actually have them on, on an episode. And I'm gonna let you guys see how we talk. And to me, that was a big issue when I was little. I went from this big open communication system with my grandma to now this closed sheltered in, being pushed away with my mom and my dad. Certain things I need to know, certain things I don't need to know. Certain things I can ask and certain things I don't need to ask. 
I feel like everything that you want to ask, you should be able to ask. You need that answer for every question. If not, it's going to leave you curious. Some people don't do good when they're curious. <laughs> then they start to go out and they try to research and find themselves. That's me. If you leave me with an unanswered question, I am going to find that answer regardless if I'm going to like the answer at the end of the question at the end or not. I'm going. I'm going to find out cuz I need to know. And that all becomes back with my grandma telling me, "You're a kid staying at a child's place." Like I do not like that. That's one saying I really wish would go away. Because a kid know how they feel. They have feelings. They shouldn't be pushed aside just because they're a kid. Now, do I know if the decision that my mom and my grandma made was the best choice? We don't know. But it's not up to me to hold them accountable for that. And that's where that's what I was doing, especially for my mom. I, I commend her. I, I really commend her because. I tried to forget a lot of things and there's a lot of things that I, I couldn't remember that people opened my eyes to. Several family members, several family members opened my eyes to. And I commend my mom for even putting up with me. I commend her. I commend because I'm gonna tell you, I was, whew, hmm. I don't know what I would do, <laughs> but I commend her because despite everything that she did have going on, she she made sure she took care of me. I, I had everything that I needed. I didn't really want them too much. I mean, if it was just plain out necessary, she's like, no. But I never really had no real big issue as to why I was so hard or why I didn't like my mom so much. I think it was because of that stern, that sternness, that schedule she had. She had us on a strict schedule. She did not play. And now I love it because I do everything to the T like how she does, like how she did when we were little. Like my kids have set schedules. We do certain things. We used to make Rice Krispie treats and everything. I even started doing those with my kids. My mama was the best snack maker. I don't care what nobody says. She still is hands down. <laughs> hands down, I'm telling you. She, we had all the new snacks. And she seen it before we seen it, she'll pick it up and say, hey, I got this for y'all, I want y'all to try. This is all before knowing the real heartache of life and reality and before everything really set me. My biggest thing was, I wanted to be bad and I didn't want to be beat for it. Now I want you to punish me, don't beat me. Like, tell me I can't go outside or something, but don't beat me. My mama don't play, she beat. Oh, and when she beat, she beat. That's why I used to be like, oh my gosh. 
but my attitude was so bad. By the time I done realized I done messed up because my mouth I done popped off, I done popped off at the mouth, and now I done got myself in a predicament. I know I'm gonna get my ass whooped when I get home, so now I really gotta do something worth getting my ass whooped because my mama is gonna go ham. I know she is. That's all I'm thinking about, like, oh, now you about to get me my ass whooped. So yeah, you done pissed me off. Now I'm about to blank on you. That's how I, that's how I looked at things. People used to say, boy, mine should be blanking and No, I knew I was gonna get my ass whooped when I got home. Knew it. So I had to make it worth it. Like, no, Quita ain't about to just beat me because I cussed at you or because I said the wrong thing because you keep messing with me. Because I'm going to tell you, go ahead. I'm going to look at you at first. Then that second time, I'm going to tell you, go ahead. That third time, I'm, I'm lashing. It's over. I'm not, it ain't, mm. I'm telling you. Three strikes and you out, like the baseball game. That's always fight the law, too. Three strikes and you're in jail for life. So that's how I looked at it. So now that I done gave you your chances and you now, you done messed up because you ain't realized the warning signs you wanted to keep messing with me. Now I got to go home and get my ass beat. We got all types of problems. Now I'm still mad at you because I done got to come back and you know it, I done got my ass whooped. So yeah. I don't even want to be your friend. I don't even want to be in your face. I don't want to be nowhere around you. I want to go somewhere else. I don't care if they used to teach you the principal, none of them. Because this is mainly who it was, the teachers and the principal. Because I'm, like I said, I'm a little kid. Oh, you done got me beat. I don't want to talk to you. I don't even want to deal with you. And not knowing I'm causing myself to get in more and more and more and more and more trouble. Girl, if you don't just sit your behind down and do that work, get out of these people's faces. <laughs> and that's what my mama used to say to me. They don't care if you like them. They don't, you know, they're not getting paid for that. <laughs> like, that's what she would tell me. They getting paid to teach you, and they doing that. They doing that. And look at you. That's what my mama would be telling me. They got their... But then I'm looking to like, what they got? What is theirs? What, what is that? <laughs> you know? Being stupid. Because I know, but I don't know. But I'm not trying to take that time to sit back in to know. Not. And it's sad. But that's not the case in everybody's situation. I am going to say that. that is, that's not the case in everybody's situation. Everybody is not their own obstacle. Sometimes the obstacle is the environment. Where you're at. What you're in. What you're seeing. What's really going on. And that's... That's the most sickening thing. Because... As a kid, you don't stand a chance. Like you're coming into this world not knowing anything. Take it back the right way. All you gotta do, all you can do is listen to what somebody's teaching you and hope they teach you right. But see, that's where I say, teach decision-making. 
that's what life's about. The decisions you make. The decisions you make will (laughs) make or break you. As to where when I was a little kid, when my grandma said stay in a child's place, I don't have to explain myself. I should have took that. And I should have stayed in my place. And I should have just went and played with the kids. Went about my way. But instead, I wanted to be over there and I wanted to overthink it. Like, oh, my grandma didn't love me. She abandoned me. She wanted me to come live in hell with these people. Where I got to share rooms, wear hand-me-downs. Not knowing the real reality of life. Not knowing the sacrifices my mama is taking and making for having us. My mama had five kids. We never, not one time, wore a pair of skips. We never one time went without food in our refrigerator. We never went one time without a roof over our head, even if we had to go back and stay with her mama a couple times. She made sure she did her part as a mom. Now, what we did after that, that was on us. And for a long time, for a long time, I hated my mama for making the choices for me. Listen to what I said. I hated her for making the choices for me, not helping me learn decision-making. Yeah, decision-making. Helping me to choose. But how can I blame her if she was never given that option either? She already broke a generational curse without her or me even realizing it. She did something different. She was a mom. She was there. She did what she had to do. She sacrificed. But me being a five-year-old little girl not knowing the reality of the world, I'm mad. I'm bitter now because I can't do this and I can't do that and I have to share. Do y'all not know I would give anything to have that be my only worry right now? If I could take it all back and that could be my only worry, oh my gosh. But I know that's how a lot of us are thinking. If only we could take it back to that one. I can't take back what I did, but I can grow from what I did. And I can try to change what I did for somebody else. Why I'm telling this story or why I feel like this story, my story matter? I don't. I don't know. I'm going out on a whim. I like to talk. I like to do something different. I'm all about empowerment, believe it or not. But it took me a long time to get where I am. Because like I said, I got corrupted along the way. And I'm gonna tell you many scenarios, stories. I'm gonna talk in three party. But I'm gonna give you actual situations that happened to me throughout my life. Not just me, but the people around me that I still learned from, that I still took from to get me where I am 
because you can't just look at somebody and think that oh they're going through that or they done been through this or they did that they can't teach me nothing they can't tell me nothing them be the main ones the main ones that can tell you so much without really telling you nothing at all just telling you that that one flaw or that one bad decision they made oh my gosh you you will be amazed at how something so small can change your whole little outcome on everything because until I started talking to my aunts and my sisters a little more into depth about how I was as a kid I just thought my mama was the devil I thought my mama was always mean she just did me so wrong but I do remember me being mad that I had to move back to South Carolina with my mom that small part in my brain where I was trying to forget everything I did the parts where I I told her I hated her I didn't love her I didn't want to be with her that was back there my aunt had to bring that back to my reality she like whoa Maisha hold on man you you need to stop because you remember and I'm like no I did and I pushed that to the back but I'm glad you brought it back to me so now it makes sense to as I'm growing did I get mad when she said what she said no not at all I took that because I needed that at that moment that's what I needed to hear because here I am over here thinking I was just this oh so perfect just complaining a little girl because my complaints weren't being met my mom was the, the worst but here I am five years old can't feed myself can't dress myself can't put my can't put a roof over my head can't can't do nothing And I'm already being that disrespectful to my mom because I don't want to be there. I shot her down before she even, before even giving her a chance. So that's like how I be feeling now when I go apply for jobs, when they look at my background. You shooting me down before I even get a chance. But then it's like, how can you be mad at them, Aisha, for shooting you down and you do it to your mama? Well, you did it to your mama. You shot her down. Just like it was nothing. And this is my mom. The person that had me. She literally gave me life. Not the person that just goes and get me whatever I want. This person gave me life. This person takes sacrifices. She made choices that she didn't even know if it was right or wrong. She didn't even know where she was going in her life. <laughs> but she knew she was going to raise her kids the best way she knew how. And then here you got me over here in the corner. Just every time, every time she gets a little lift up, I'm tapping on her back. I'm tapping on her shoulder. Mm-mm. That's that's what I regret I regret holding all of that in and not overcoming it instead I let it overcome me 
I let it get to me. I let it break me. I let it break me and who I am, really. Something that small, something that petty, just went out the door, just like that. And then here I am asking my dad left and right, like, why me and my mom don't get along? Oh, it's your mama. No, it ought to be more to it. It can't just be my mama. Now that my mom is opening up and I'm starting to look. It has to be something more to this story as to why me and my mom cannot get along. It's me. I'm not giving her the chance. And then by the time I give her the chance, she already, she don't want it. It's like, I don't even want to try no more. And I'm looking at her the same way, like, why would you? Now, where I am now, I'm looking like, why would she? I didn't help. I didn't know that my mama actually had to have a job to buy food. I didn't know about the money that you would need to get food, clothes, toys, and all of this. Not only that, she made sure that our Christmas was lit. We had everything we asked for, always. Always. I remember my first year there, I was in kindergarten and my mom bought a Barbie doll birthday cake to the school with cupcakes and ice cream, her and my godmother. And I felt like a princess. <laughs> I have never told my mom that, but that was the day that I kind of was like, hey, this lady might be okay. She might be all right. <laughs> She just might be all right with me. But then when I realized I had to share my cake and cupcakes, oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't like that. But it made me feel special. It made me feel real special. And then after that, I didn't have any more birthday parties because my mom said that's where it stopped. <laughs> but that it was it was special because she came and she knew I didn't have any friends and I'm like mom I don't have any friends who's gonna come to my birthday party how am I even gonna have a birthday party she gave me one she gave me that last hoorah and I still didn't appreciate that but she did she did and and that's one of the things I will never forget never I remember the pink dress the bow she had a little lamb on the side and she was a black Barbie and I loved that baby doll I had it for a really long time uh, believe it or not I really did I she was one of the baby dolls that I was teaching on one of my little school sessions <laughs> Yeah, I used to like to play school. So, yeah. Then that was a moment for me. I actually liked it that. Because it kind of sat in me that my mom did a lot. A lot that I, I didn't accept or I just wanted to, to shun on. 
I wouldn't give her her shine time. I would always find something wrong, always, because I did not want to be there. So that's how I became to become a person that just picked out all the wrongs and never looked at the good. I always looked at the negative and never looked at the, the good. Then I have my grandma that's not emotionally stable herself. But then I have her painting my little, my mind too, my little mind with all of these different emotions. One minute she loves me, one minute um, I'm just the worst person in the world. Not knowing that she was mentally She was mentally ill, creating another generative curse, generational curse. Not realizing she was creating another generational curse. She was moving it down. Because I can feel one way one minute and then the next minute it's like, ugh, I need my space. Now everybody get like that, but it should not be within five minutes or two seconds or a minute of you just feeling some way without a reaction or something happening to make you go into that different mood. You don't even know why you're in this mood or why you're feeling this way. You just know you're feeling this way. That's the big difference. Once you start realizing the small, everything else will just start coming open. I used to tell myself this prayer all the time. Well, I used to say this all the time. I, I wouldn't really say it's a prayer, but I would just ask God to break me down. Break me down as if you were remaking me. Tear me down to where I have nobody but you. To where I have to run to nobody but you. So that way you can heal me in the right way. You can lead me the right way. You can get my mind back in the right mind state that I needed in to make the right decision. Because if you always have man, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like if you always have man, you're going to, you're gonna accept anything. You're just gonna go with the flow. Cause that's what I was doing at one point. I was just accepting anything from man. Human. I'm not gonna say man, I'm saying human. Like I was expecting anything. Really, I wasn't expecting nothing just accepting anything and that can become a hassle too because that type of stuff if it's not good it can contaminate you it can be real toxic now you know what I mean when I say bitter at a young age I was very bitter I was very bitter and I didn't know why. Now I do. 
Now I don't get anxiety attacks. I don't get overwhelmed. I don't get depressed. And if I do, I pray. I repeat in my head, if if it's not of God, I don't want to think it. I don't want to see it. It's not going to work for everybody, but you can find your thing that's going to work for you. That just works for me. If it's not of God, I don't want to think it and I don't want to see it. Me, am I perfect though? No. And I don't try to be. I don't try to proclaim to be this Christian or this holy person. I'm not. I'm still in transitioning. I'm transitioning. The only reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I feel like God is telling me, now it's time to start speaking. Use your voice. You, you're not there yet, but you're almost there. They need to see at least a peak so they can get a little glimpse of what difference is and how much you can work inside somebody and change them. I get told all the time, oh, Maisha, you are so much more relaxing. You're so much more peaceful. You're much easier to get along with. I'm more accepting. Instead of settling, I'm accepting. And when you can accept and move on, you'll be one force to be reckoned with, especially us overthinkers. Because we overthink so much, it can drive us into this this la-la land, this crazy land, (laughs) so to speak. But if we can use that overthinking system that we got in that process and we use it into something positive, oh my gosh, just imagine what this world could be. Just think about all the different things that could really be happening in this world right now. Think of all the stuff that could have grown or been produced, made. All the ideas, all the stories that you can even come with, with movies books changing people out life of different ways to network to make money just doing all things differently it will be wonderful now I have a lot of ideas in my head oh my gosh I'm not gonna lie I want to save the world can I save the world no I can't. I can't save everybody. You cannot save everybody. I'm not God. I'm not him. But can I work for him? Yes, I can. Now that I'm slowly understanding, like, hey, Maisha, your downfalls was not as bad as you thought. You should have been looking at your friend's house that you've been running to and you didn't even like the environment. Made you a little more acceptance to yours. So you need to understand that a little bit more. Not only accepting the situations that you were in, but the situations that you might become, begin, but the situations that you may be put in. You never know. You need to be open to all aspects of, of life. Don't be stuck in the little box of just you, me, 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 me. 
think about that other person. Step outside of you. You you know a person, especially if you grew up with them. You know. You can say, hey, did they really mean it this way? Or was that conversation really was supposed to go that way? What could I have done differently to make that situation stop? Should I have said that at that time? Was I being considerate of that person at that time? You know, stop getting upset and getting defensive about everything that comes your way. Even if you don't like it, because there's a lot of stuff that happens and is still happening that I don't like. But when you really don't have no control, you really have to understand, you have to let go. That is not something you have to deal with. That is my biggest pet peeve. I like to hold on to everything that goes on in my family. I like to I like to take on their burdens. If I could. I would like to fix all their problems if I could. But I can't. I would like to make all, all of their decision makings, but I can't. You know, it's it's hard when you want to be that uh, mama bear, but then you're raised by nothing but dominant personalities. Those personalities are just, because I say that's why our family crash a lot, because our, our personalities, everybody want to be the dominant one. Everybody want to be the boss. Everybody knows this and everybody knows that no one person knows more than the other person our family has pride that will oh my god they need to know how to put it aside sometimes sometimes it just needs to just sit to the back burner for a second not belittle yourself not degrade yourself but just know when to say, hey, okay, this is a person I love and obviously it's affecting them in some type of way. Let me go by it different. Or let me say it this way. Maybe they'll understand it a little bit better. Or maybe they'll go by it different or do something else different. Or it might not take heat right then, but eventually it will. Eventually, it will. They can think back like, oh, well, such and such did say this, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try it. I remember when my boss over here at work told me to try this. I'm going to go ahead and try it. Well, I think I'm going to do this over here. I'm gonna, I, I think I'm going to do this job instead of this job over here. Like, just use it in different aspects of your life. Like, just different situations. That's what I started doing. I used something small. I used it for small, small things first. And at first, it felt like nothing was happening. Trust me, it felt like nothing was happening. Like, I was in the same spot. I wasn't getting anywhere. But as soon as I started accepting the small and overstepping it and praying, I'm actually growing and I can feel the changes. I can feel them. I can feel the growth within me and moving different and starting to think a little bit more. I'm not as impulsive as I was. I love it. 
I actually sit down and I think. I put other people's feelings into consideration. Or I think about the things that they could have sacrificed. So that way I could have where I have now. Or I'm able to do what I'm doing now. Like I have to do all of that. No, it's not easy. No, you're not going to do it at first. It's going to get really frustrating. It's going to be really, really frustrating. And if, if you ask me, it feels like your patience get shorter. But like they say, it gets worse before it gets better. You can't expect it to get better if you cannot actually sit through the works. Look at Jesus. He, he got nailed to the cross. I mean, God, he got nailed to the cross. Jesus. Like, but after he went on, he was good. He was good. So now, this is gonna, I'm gonna end this session. I'm gonna end this episode. I'll holler reality check reality with Maisha